Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMC-FM at HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. and dips on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> I was wondering, is it going to make the rotation? Is it going to make the rotation? <laughs> Put that next to Mike Silver. We've had two guests. <laughs> okay, give me give me Silver. <laughs> give me Joy. <laughs> I think Joy gives me more Joy. Joy Taylor. Right? Yeah, it's a good cackle. I'd, wow. I would lean toward Mike Silver just for the, uh, the randomness of the... <laughs> well, his was sarcastic. This was not an actual, genuine laugh. But coming from Mike, Mike Silver, this is Mike. I always kind of seem to have a cold. This is my natural voice, and I love Mike Silver. But to go from that to, <laughs> it was such wow, a stretch. Now, now I'm, <laughs> now I'm stuck on your impersonation of Mike Silver's laugh, which was also really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that practicing. was good. Yeah, I can tell. I use it uh, at home all the time. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, and and what other laughs do we uh, do we use? Who what, who else do you have in there, Spadone? Do you have any others? Odd and Nick Friedle. Oh, yeah, well, right. Lot. Right. There's, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, Steiny rare one, <laughs> which is kind of fake. Yeah. That's, That's completely fake. Friedel. That's totally fake. <laughs> and then Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Uh, and occasionally right. the uh, the sarcastic dibber with the <laughs> yeah, and then and then That's give me and then give me joy on the back end of all of that. <laughs> Easily the most aggressive. It is definitely. It is like. That's belly. Yeah. There's like there's some right there's some diaphragm up in that thing. Yeah. Woo. From way That's downtown, good. bang. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, she liked it. She, uh, Friend of the program. And by the way, that was before she spoke a word on the air today. Exactly. That was literally the first audible noise from Joy Taylor today. There it was. That, you, that's you how she joined. The trap. You said, Joy, uh, you, a trap. You, you hate the Niners. You know, yeah, something to that and extent. And the entire, all, the whole state of California. Right. Even though she lives in it. Um, yeah. And I, I'm a little disappointed that Joy didn't come out and say what she wanted to say, which is the Eagles are going to win. And that's why I had to call her out for that, because everything she said well, is leaning, not even leaning. She's going to pick the Eagles. So go ahead and pick the Eagles. Well, the Eagles are the favorite. So I think more than half of America is going to pick the Eagles. It's not like a crazy thing. ESPN's got it at sixty-five percent chance for the Eagles. I believe. Oh, that's their 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 whatever their game indicator, whatever the hell that means. That's like when someone gives you a fantasy prediction. Oh, AJ Brown's going to have five catches for (laughs) eighty-seven yards and a touchdown. What the hell are you talking about? Like, what is it? What a projection! Get out of here with that. But uh, but. 
Um, yeah, it's not a crazy prediction, but you know what? Her point about the quarterbacks was different than her point about the game, which then leads to, I think, what we're talking about. Sure, Jalen Hurts, fine. He can be better than Brock Purdy. I don't even know how, uh, our favorite word, relevant yeah. is it. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if it's relevant. Are the Eagles a better team? I gave her the opportunity to say that, and she declined. And they're at home. And she she was not confident enough to say that they were going to win. Well, so she basically said uh, without saying it. I don't know if it was confident or if it was deferential to the market that she was broadcasting in. You know, a lot of times, especially being in her spot, national uh, commentator, you don't want to come out and and rankle a fan base in their own backyard. That's kind of the sense that I got okay. from Joy. All right, that's that's fair. Um, I listen. I don't think there's a whole lot of. Uh, offensive discussion going on with regard to this particular one. I, 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 there was one thing that I heard that I want to highlight for a second because I saw it from our YouTube audience as well in the comments. Um, but put that aside for a second. Did we have a little developing news? What's going on? The Carolina Panthers have hired their coach. Is that accurate? And it is none other than Frank Reich. <laughs> there it is. There's your new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So that's one D'Amico Ryan's uh, shot that's been avoided. Um, you know, all the teams that are waiting, that's what I keep waiting to find out. Is this D'Amico Ryan's name going to get called here by one of these teams? Yes, and uh, I would imagine that it would. But if I'm D'Amico Ryan's and I look at all of the jobs that are available out there, for me, it would be Denver or bust. I don't want any job other than the Denver Broncos because... The Texans, we know they're a mess, and we know that their front office has not been kind in terms of dealing with African-American head coaches. Yep. It's kind of a one-and-done destination. Carolina, you've got no quarterback, and now that they have their own head coach, so it's a, it's a non-starter. Indianapolis is an interesting one because you got a pretty talented roster, but you also don't have a quarterback, but you feel like maybe you're one quarterback away from having a spot that, that might actually work. But for me... It's Denver. Uh, Arizona Cardinals? No. No, thanks. No? You're stuck with Kyler Murray. But, you got uh, but, Calamari for four more years. Right, but some people may look at that and say, I, I, I'm fine with being stuck with Kyler Murray. Because while I agree with you that it's it's short of the goal, it's better than a lot of other situations. Right. It's better. I would take Kyler over one of these jobs where you're starting from scratch. I'd rather start from scratch. Really? Yes. Huh. That's and, interesting. You know, much like calamari itself as an appetizer, huh. every now and again, calamari is delicious, but you don't get calamari every single time well. <laughs> you have a meal. And that's kind of how I feel about Kyler Murray, a.k.a. Calamari. Um, okay, so uh, Elliot Shore Parks, who is a reporter with the Eagles, embedded, uh, knows the team inside and out. We're going to, uh, we'll get down to brass tacks on that coming up in just about 20 minutes or so. I wanted to highlight one thing that Joy said. I've seen this uh, on our YouTube feed. I've seen it online, and uh, I would like to debunk it right now. She made the comment, had Doc Prescott played a better game? It's inflammatory. Well, it's not inflammatory. It's, it's what we do. We had a discussion about this on Tuesday where it's like, okay, if I'm a team, the Dallas Cowboy Twitter feed did just this. If I'm a team and I'm going to go, well, here are the eight things we did wrong. And if we hadn't done those, we would have won. <laughs> nice. Well, 
isn't the other team allowed to go, well, what about the eight things that we did wrong? And we still beat you. So it always comes down to a matter of perspective. If Dak Prescott had played better, well, what if it was that someone made him not play well? And, And hasn't the 49er defense done that to a lot of teams this year? And couldn't they do it to Jalen Hurts, potentially? Could they get him to play like a lesser version of himself? In fact, is that not the definition of the 49er defense this year? The definition of a good defense. Yes. And I I think about this when I was listening to Joy Taylor, the whole idea of giveaway-takeaway. We talk about the giveaway-takeaway stat, right? Giveaway your turnovers you commit, take away the turnovers that you get from the other team. On those two Dak picks... Were they giveaways or were they takeaways? And, Both. Well, exactly, right? <laughs> Both. Well, and I, I think about the, the giveaway that uh, Demo got, Diamonor Lenore. That was a straight giveaway. That was a bad throw. But he has to make the catch. How many, how many interceptions did the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys dropped, dropped one. one? exactly. The 49ers dropped one. Dre Greenlaw had a pick six. The second pick, to me, was more of a takeaway. Great defense. You double teamed. Yep. You came in late. You popped it up, and you got the takeaway. My point, though, being to Joy Taylor, if Dak would have played better, but he didn't because he was going up against the best defense in football, and good defenses make great offensive players play worse than they normally do. Right, and 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 I saw this comment from one of our YouTube viewers uh, just about 10 minutes ago, which is that Dak, quote, Dak played the better game and the 49ers still won. Now that, I'm sorry, comes from a fantasy football brain. That's the only place it comes from. You there, There is, and I'm going to now take Joy's word, objectively, you cannot look at me and tell me that Dak Prescott played a better game than Brock Purdy. You can tell me he had a touchdown pass. Well, that's cute. You can tell me he had more yards passing. I don't even know what he finished with. You can tell me that he looked better in the pocket. Look. You can do whatever you want, but it's factually untrue. Simply because and Brock... Again, this is objectivity well, is not objective. Hold you can, on. You can look at what you want to look at. Objectivity is subject to the subject that's looking at the object. Totally. As I totally. told you. I, I, I think I get what you're saying, but anyway. <laughs> no, it's, so no you, I do. You can I get look it. At, you can look I at one it. number and say, well, Brock was better. Listen, I can look at a number and say, Dak was better. That's life. And it's nonsense it's, because it doesn't matter. Right, that's life. Just within the last few years, you've heard people sort of like change the phraseology of the truth to my truth. Yes. Well, this is my truth. And people will get mad because there's like there's Easy. only one, there's only one truth. There's only one truth out there. This is what happened. Oh really? Go try to find somebody who was in the same space you were and tell me did they see it the exact same way. Hell, we've got people who've got red hankies, review flags, they go to a camera, we get a camera, and we watch what happened again, and we still can't agree on what happened. So, yes, there are, if you will, alternate truths. Remember that blue, was it the blue dress, red dress thing or whatever? <laughs> yes. It's like, yes. we spent a week on that. Right. And or we gold, still don't yeah. know. Or gold, whatever. Yeah. I, I, that was an Anna Kagarakis uh, production. Shout out Anna. I'm our telling you. Former uh, staff member. 
I looked at that thing a bazillion times and right. I still couldn't tell. Right. Well, uh, and then my there are truth others. was it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> there are others where you look at it and you're like, I don't even understand what everyone's talking about. Right. Like, of course this is blue. And then you'll sit with someone next to you who's like, no, it's not. And then you start realizing, by the way, some people are colorblind. Thank you. Or, or everybody's eyes are different. Everybody's, I don't see color, Mark. Everybody, <laughs> thank thank you. you. Everybody's experience. <laughs> I am colorblind. Yeah, right. The real colorblind. Do you, do you, do you, Not so, the woke colorblindness. Okay, good for you. Do yeah. you know red and green on a stoplight? You know, just like... Yeah, yeah. I, the top one is the, the one, one that you... Is, know, yeah, if stop. the top one's lit, you, you, you tend to wait. Right, yeah. exactly. So anyway, point being is we can look at these things and maybe see it the different way. So, okay, I won't use the words objectively and the Thank facts. You. But I, I do think this... You, you're taking too much away from Brock Purdy if you're like, well, he didn't do anything special. He did, you know, I mean, he completed a lot of his passes. There's no touchdowns. Like, he didn't turn it over, but uh uh-uh. Stop right there. He didn't turn it over. Period. He wins. <laughs> He's the better player on Sunday because he didn't turn it over and the other guy did. So I don't care who threw a touchdown pass. Dak. I don't care who threw for more yards. Brock. I did he? Yeah. What did Dak throw for? Uh two it was close. Two oh six. Two fourteen to two oh six. Two fourteen to okay, yeah. so whatever. Uh, or or and I don't care who had a better presence. I don't care who was running for his life less. I don't care who ran for more yards, and I know Dak. that was Dak. I don't care. Brock outplayed him. Because these little things that we just sort of think of as whatever, toss away items, these are part of the conversation. Don't look at the box score and tell me who outplayed who. I can tell you who outplayed who. Is the person who took care of the ball better? Is the person who made better decisions? There's nothing in the box score about... That's very subjective of you. Well, it's the only way to live life, isn't it? Well, and honestly, the whole idea of who outplayed whom is stupid because it's about the team. So Dak could have outplayed Brock Purdy and they lose the game. Good job, Dak. Here's a little ribbon. Here's a second place ribbon, right. and we'll see you in Mexico in Cancun. So a lot of times we get fixated on QB versus QB and Joy Taylor yeah. talking about, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's a massive gap between the two. That may be true. It's a subjective way to look at it. And that may be true on Sunday, and the Niners might still win the football game. Yep. Jalen Hurts could go 30 for 40 for 382 and three touchdowns. Brock Purdy can go 14 of 20 for 117 and no touchdowns. And the Niners can win the football yeah, game. Boy, McCaffrey better run for 200. Couple but you're of, right. Couple but you're of right. kick sixes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's a fumble on the one yard line. You never know. And ultimately, it doesn't matter who outplays who. It matters which team wins. Right. But but what you're saying is also rare, especially when we Very get to rare. the end. Yes. Right. It's, it, if a quarterback, hell, look, if, if Jalen Hurts does throw for 382, I don't like the 49ers' no. chances. Right. Because that, that's not that, that's not their calling card. So, but you, you're right factually, but it, but it's rare. I just get, uh, a, a, you know, a little annoyed when you look back at a game like what we saw last weekend, and the whole conversation for days now has been, boy, Dak just choked that thing away. If, if Dak this and Dak that, if he had done that, but he didn't do that. Well, if he didn't turn over, but he did turn it over. And those are bad decisions, and that is part of your play. And Brock Purdy didn't do anything that wowed you. Like, what's the one moment 
give me the, this is a big part of it. We live in a uh, a world of snapshots and highlights. highlights yeah, and yeah. Digital. But the highlights. What's your moment? For Brock Purdy but the in the highlights. game in the game against the Cowboys, what's your moment? Everybody knows what the highlight is, and the guy who caught the ball more impressed you more than the guy who threw it. It's a great throw. It was well. I mean, it was an improvisational thing, and and he put it in a spot where only his guy could get it, and his guy got it. But it was a more impressive catch than it was a throw. Right. And so we walk out of the game and go, "Oh, Brock didn't do much. Oh, hell, he didn't do much." He was pressured in 48% of his dropbacks, which is the most in two and a half years in a 49er game, and didn't turn it over. Yeah. That's huge. It only took two sacks and uh, completed 19 of 29. And if you look at the throws that he made, other than the George Kittle juggle catch down the seam, there weren't many of them that were like eye-popping, like, wow, what a throw. Right. He put throws where they needed to be. He hit Kittle. Uh, a number of different times, Kittle wound up with five catches for 95. He hit Ayuk with a big catch for a third down. He got uh, Jawan Jennings twice. One was a big third down conversion. He made the plays that were there that needed to be made. The other big offensive play was one that he wasn't involved in, the Christian McCaffrey two-yard touchdown run, which if that was at midfield, McCaffrey probably goes for 30 or 35. That play was a thing of beauty designed perfectly, blocked up expertly. And that's the thing about this Niner offense, Mark, is you don't need Brock Purdy to make five or six eye-popping plays in order to win. Dallas needed that. When you lose Tony Pollard, you had no run game. It was up to Dak to get it done, and he didn't get it done. I'm so fascinated to see what this matchup will look like because we are doing all kinds of projections in our minds about who these teams are, but in the end, it feels like conversations often end up with, well, except for except for neither one of them has really like had that landmark prove it win. And the reason why is them played each other. And so, oh well Philly does this and the Niners do that. Well, I don't know. What do they do it against each other? There are little numbers and factoids that can come out that can convince you on either side here. here here's one. How about this? You know how everyone's running around with the whole, like, uh, se- is it 70 sacks this year? 70. 70 sacks for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you know that over 20 of them came in three games? So now, oh, hold on. Let's go to the other 14 games where you added up to 47 sacks. So instead of thinking, oh, they get five, six sacks a game. Well, or did they make their money against three really terrible offensive lines? And then in the other games, they're just kind of average. Or could you say that about the 49ers, who their division wasn't as good as we thought and, and as everyone has talked about with the schedule and, and all the things that, that, that we say. The bottom line is these are the two best teams and I don't know which field matchup in this game is going to be the thing. I really felt strongly that it was a pass rush game against Dallas. Whoever's pass rush played a better game was going to win and that's why it was really close because actually both pass rushes did a good job. And, and both quarterbacks handled it differently. One of them let it turn into two picks. The other one didn't. Niners win, right? This one, this is a little different. For me, 
this one feels like the 49er defense I'll take as the better defense on the field, even though Philly's good. But who's spying or working on the Jalen Hurts mobility? And if the 49ers can at minimum keep that somewhat in check, they win. If you turn Jalen Hurts into a traditional quarterback in this game, you win. If you don't, you're going to lose. That's 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 what I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's that simple for me, but I, I like what you're saying in terms of that part of it. And traditional quarterback, you're not going to be able to turn him into a traditional quarterback because he's going to run it out of run sets. And so, to me, it's not so much can you spy him, it's what can you do against their zone read option and the RPO game because that's where the Niners have been vulnerable in the past. And the Eagles' offensive line is one of the best, if not the best, in all of football. So now you've got a good offensive line with a run scheme that you haven't seen a lot this year and a quarterback who can pull the ball out and cause damage with his legs. So it's not so simple to me as when it's a pass formation, can you spy him and can you contain him? It's can you stop him in the run game? That's a bigger issue. For sure. The other side of it for me... Where I'm more concerned is the Eagles' front, which is nasty. They've got seven first-round picks on their D-line. They've got the deepest D-line in football against a Niner interior three that showed some vulnerability against Dallas. And you've got a couple of running backs who aren't injured, but they're maybe a little bit limited. Can the 49ers run the ball. They struggled to run the ball against Dallas. They really struggled early in that game three quarters, they to did. run the yep. football. So can the Niners do anything against a Philly front that led the league in sacks and is pretty sturdy against the run? Those are my two big concerns. There's a way to do it. I mean, I guarantee you, you know, the 49ers are grinding, both teams are, grinding on tape from, from all year long. Yeah. Go back to a game the Eagles played about halfway through the season against the Indianapolis Colts. Do you remember that game? Eagles played the Colts this year. And the final score was 17-16. to 16. The Eagles won. And they won, if I remember correctly, in the final minute of the game with a touchdown where Jalen Hurts ran it in on fourth down. They were literally moments away from losing that football game. And they entered the fourth quarter of that game with only three points on the board. The Colts in that game for three and a half quarters, turn Jalen Hurts into a traditional quarterback. They're like, no, you have to drop back. You have to pass. You're just going to have to play this the way Tom Brady plays it. And after three quarters, the Eagles had three points. They did it, but they didn't do it for four quarters. And then the dam broke, and Hurts went on the drive that ended up winning the game, and he finished the game with 86 yards rushing and a touchdown. Right. And that's what did it. And they won by one point. But if the 49ers can somehow grab that tape and effectively do what the Colts did for three, three and a half quarters, I would like to hope that the 49ers are up by more than six points when they get to the end of the fourth quarter. And even if Hurts then has a drive, it doesn't matter. It ended up beating the Colts by one. But you've seen, I know he was perfect this year, almost perfect. He lost one game as a starter, all of those things. But we have seen moments where you can turn Jalen Hurts into a traditional player and it, it it's less dynamic. Yep. It, it's less dynamic, and uh, he still eventually got his, and unfortunately Indy didn't have the offense to really make it count and make it stick. And in that game, 
That was a Matt Ryan quarterback game for Indianapolis, and Philadelphia fumbled twice in that football game. They didn't rack up a ton of yards, and that was one of those curious games, but the Eagles did find a way to get it done, and again, that Philadelphia Eagles defense, they bottled up Jonathan Taylor. They contained Matty Ice when he was still quarterback in the team. That was a Frank Reich uh, coached team back when Indy still had something to say about their season, so... It's still a game that Philadelphia won. Remember, Jonathan Taylor's not that good. Right. Uh, just ask Santa. No, just, no, oh, and Santa. Santa. Yeah. And Santa, yes. Um, <laughs> Road to Glendale brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. Elliot Shore Parks joins us next. Nobody knows the Eagles like he does. He's the host of the Go Birds podcast, which, by the way, you can get on the Odyssey app just like this show right here, uh, which is called Willard and Tibbs. Now, back to Will and Dibby on 95.7 The Game. Oh, now I just feel like we're... We're getting somewhere. We're getting there. We're getting there. One more We're show. We're getting there. We're in Elliott Shore Parks and a show away from kickoff time. Yeah, we are. And he's with us now. And uh, again, Go Birds Podcast knows the Eagles as well as anybody. And all of our guests are brought to you on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, just like this conversation with Elliott Shore Parks, who joins us now. Hey, Elliot, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. We're, we're doing great. So go ahead and I- explain to everybody uh, how to stop uh, Jalen Hurts so, so, that, so that we can tell the Niners. <laughs> uh, good luck, I guess, would be my best advice on how to stop Jalen Hurts. I mean, this, this offense this year, uh, look, I think like every team, they've had their ebbs and flows. And certainly, you know, I guess if you want to look for one area, it would be that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. His, uh, his shoulder, you know, it has been a question the last few weeks, but when he's healthy, and he is, you know, mostly, and this offense is playing well, they can run the ball, uh, they can throw it, Hurts is really hard to... Uh, the sack for a loss, and they don't turn the ball over off often. So I think much like when we talk about the Niners, the reality is these are two really good teams, and, you know, it's going to just be who plays better on Sunday. Dak is a quarterback who's deeply flawed, and we saw that last weekend. It seems like Jalen Hurts isn't the same QB, doesn't turn it over a lot, but we're concerned yeah. out here about Jalen Hurts and his ability to run. What's the breakdown between Jalen Hurts in designed runs in the run game versus QB scrambles? Yeah, so they actually don't call as many design quarterback runs as, as people think. They probably only call them, I don't know, three or four times a game, if that. A, a lot of where Jalen's running comes from is from the RPO. Now, you could you know, argue that's a called quarterback run, but obviously he, he can hand it off there. So I think that's where uh, they're really going to try to attack this Niners defense. If you look at some of the teams that have had success against the Niners this year, right, it is teams that do the RPO stuff. So I, I think that the Eagles will do that. But, yeah, I mean – He's he's great at running, obviously, on the RPO stuff, like I said. But outside of that, he's just really hard to bring down. And and he's super smart with the ball. So he doesn't fumble it often. um, And, you know, he knows when to get down uh, to avoid big hits. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if not Justin Fields, uh, I think – that um, Jalen might be the best running quarterback in the NFL. Elliot Shore Parks is with us, covers the Eagles, the Go Birds podcast, which you can get on the Odyssey app. Here with us on Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Um, Elliot, before we we move off of Jalen Hurts, um, how does, and, and this is a little bit of a question based on some things that happened earlier this year with the 49ers, you know, when Trey Lance got hurt, uh, this city for a while was like, why are you running a quarterback between the tackles? And, and like, one of my responses was, have you ever watched an Eagles game? What, mm-hmm. what, what is the Eagles fan response to the quote-unquote danger that, that yeah. the team puts Jalen Hurts in? Yeah, I mean, look, it sounds like you guys debated there, and it's certainly something people talk about here. I think he ran it 17 times in week one, um, and they've gotten that down a little bit. But I think the reality is, is just this, and I can speak to it with Jalen, and maybe it would apply to Trey Lance if he ever plays for the Niners again. But, you know, the, uh, the, the Jalen Hurts thing would be, it's what makes him special, right? I mean, look, is there more risk involved? Yes. But with Jalen running the ball, with Jalen being even a threat to run, uh, the Eagles are a completely different different offense. So, you know, you can try to protect them. You can do certain things. But but ultimately, if you have a quarterback that can be as good of a dual threat as Jalen is, is, because, look, he can throw the ball really well, too. He's improved a, a ton at that. But in terms of what his run running does to a defense, the pressure it puts on them, it would be foolish for the Eagles to, to try to minimize it. Injury is part of the game. He could get hurt. He has to be smart about how he goes down. But I think in Philadelphia, at least, the discussions about, 
limiting it are over because they're one game away from the Super Bowl, and it would be silly to try to fix what isn't broken. Eagles, number one in the league in sacks. Number three in sack differential. Sacks committed versus sacks allowed. Let's talk about the offensive line. Where are they at their weakest in terms of allowing pressure? Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have really, really good line play. They have a great defensive line. They have a great offensive line. It's because they've invested a ton of resources into it. So where could they be at their weakest? Um, I mean, I guess I would say the left guard spot, uh, Landon Dickerson, has not had an outstanding year. He's kind of in and out uh, of of the lineup. He missed a few snaps against the Giants. Um, Jordan Mailata is, is, you know, has a ton of potential, and he's played at an all-pro level at times. I think this year probably hasn't been his best season, so you could maybe say the left tackle spot. But I think both those answers are really stretching it. I mean, I've covered this team for almost 10 years now. Their offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland, uh, is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. And I can maybe count on one hand, and it probably wouldn't even take many of the fingers to say how many times I've seen a defensive lineman, one singular lineman, like Aaron Donald or a Bosa or a Micah Parsons, come into Philadelphia and wreck a game. It just, it just doesn't happen. The coaching is too good. The talent is too good. So there's really no weakness uh, on that line. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, Go Birds podcast with us. Uh, Elliot, I've been to games in Philadelphia. It's it's loud. It's a good fan base. Uh, I, we, we understand the passion completely. I do also think, though, uh, it's getting overstated a little bit, like how much this is going to scare everybody, like going into Philly in January. But I wonder your thoughts. How, how would you compare this home field advantage to other stadiums around the league? It's a great question. I mean, look, it's an outdoor stadium. So so ultimately, compared to other, you know, like New Orleans, I think, has a, has a home field advantage that can really rattle a team. It's a dome, right? And the, and the, the noise is held inside. Detroit, uh, you know, has an outstanding home base when they're playing well, which they certainly were this year. Philadelphia is, is a great home field. I mean, I was at the 2017 championship game uh, against Minnesota, and it was unbelievable. And, you know, Vikings players will tell you uh, – Viking coaches will tell you that it rattled them. So I think ultimately, you know, it's loud, it's raucous, um, and it really just kind of comes down to can can you control control yourself early, or if you let it get to you, they know how to keep it going and and how to really uh, get on top of you. So I would say it's a great home field advantage, but the Niners are a playoff tested team, so I actually don't think it'll be that huge of a factor. Um, okay, Elliot. So you're saying uh, Niners by six? Is that what I heard? <laughs> Man, this is a really tough game to pick, I'll, I'll say. I mean, I think that they're both great teams. I just ultimately, when I look at just the matchups and what I know wins football games and wins, you know, in the playoffs especially, it's line play, and I think the Eagles have the advantage on both lines. Uh, it's quarterback play. I think the Eagles have the better quarterback. And, you know, when it comes to taking care of the ball, both teams are great at it. The Eagles are really good at it. And I think the Niners, in my opinion, just rely on turnovers more. When you look at... What they need to score, they need to get turnovers. There's a 10-point differential when they get one turnover versus when they get two or more. That's not the case with the Eagles. The Eagles don't need turnovers to score. So as long as the Eagles take care of the ball, I think they'll win the game, and I'm going to pick them to win the game. Probably something like you know 27 to 20 or, or something like that. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Eagles win. Uh, Elliot, thanks for coming on, man. Really good insight. Yep, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, all right, on. there you go. Elliot Shore Parks, Go Birds Podcast. It's an interesting point. And, and a congrats fair one. to you for what? the. Uh, yeah. That's a great question. I mean, that's, I'm, that's I'm, big. I'm back to get one from an Elliot Shore Parks. I'm here. It's big. I'm, I'm back. Him. <laughs> I'm like that. Yes, you are like I'm that. I'm like that.
And I appreciate you not throwing your mouthpiece across the room uh, after I made a mistake in that interview. <laughs> It'd be amazing if we actually did the show with mouthpieces. We should do that one way, one day. And just throw one across the room. Maybe in the summer. I mean, hum, hum, <laughs> tough to talk with the uh, with the mouthpiece, but listen, he makes a point. Do the Niners rely on the turnover too much to beat a team like Philly? I mean, we we can get to that coming up. Uh, Steiny and Gulum uh, and Lurk. And uh, they're going to be in here in a second as well. Time for some phone calls also if you want to jump on in at 888-957-9570. The Road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together on 95.7 The Game. Moses Moody with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibbs. Well, thank you, sir. Um, the Warriors, I think, lost in our entire conversation earlier. Uh, they won. So it was a weird game. Jonathan Kaminga, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. My God, he has arrived. If you have any concern about the Warriors' playoff rotation, it can't include Jonathan Kaminga. He's now playing with a confidence and an explosiveness that belongs, and it it fits. And he's going to make mistakes. He's still a young player, but the things that he brings to this team, my God, the shake-you-from-the-top, dribble-dribble, left-hand dunk, what he does at the rim, that poor rim, Mark. Oh, I feel for it. Yeah, Chase Center has got to get some uh, some more God. standards up. Doc Pandia, great friend, obviously, just tweeted moments ago, quote, I believe that Jonathan Kaminga's ceiling will be higher than Jordan Poole's. Um, interesting thought. Well, I think that he's a lot further from his ceiling. If you look at Jordan yeah, Poole as a player, player right yeah. now, and you and I had this debate as to whether or not Jordan Poole can ever be a, quote, one. If Jordan Poole is ever a one on a team, like the best player on a team, your team is probably not a championship team, probably not a playoff team, my opinion. I think Jordan Poole is a lot closer to being as good as he's going to be than Jonathan Kaminga That's is. probably true. And that's, that's not true. a hot take. No, I mean, that's an easy, that's an easy thing though. to say. They're yeah. both young. I mean, Jordan Poole is also the owner of what I think, at least in recent memory, is the largest turnaround in terms of what people thought about him and then what he became. Like, what he, what he was from the G League to averaging 20 points a game in the NBA felt like a snap of a finger. So, I don't know where his career is going next. Uh, I'm not going to doubt the guy, but I think what you're saying is, is probably true. Um, speaking of Doc Pandia and what he always talks to us about, uh, injuries. A couple things that I'm just, let's wonder aloud for a second. Um, two with the Eagles and two with the Niners. Start with the Niners. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are, again, not practicing today. Yeah. And I'm going to officially maybe be the first to say, I don't think we're talking about this enough. Like, I'm sure they're just, it's late in the season, it's the playoffs, you're being conservative. They've already said they're going to play. But color me uncomfortable with both of the 49er running backs sitting out practice this week on Thursday of Championship Sunday. Uh, are, are we are we underselling what's going on in the Niner backfield? No, Kyle and I got into it yesterday. Kyle Madsen, when he was filling in for you, we talked a, a good amount about this factor. I don't think we're underselling it, but what Kyle said yesterday, I will also kind of attach to 
Today is more important than yesterday in terms of practice. So today, I'm a little bit more concerned if they're unable to really make it through practice tomorrow ahead of the trip out to Philadelphia. My concern goes up even a little bit more. But I was already concerned based on the way that game ended with Christian McCaffrey mostly on the sideline rubbing his leg. And I know that Eli Mitchell in many ways is the closer anyway. But Mitchell's dealing with a little bit of a groin. I'm more concerned about Mitchell than I am McCaffrey. Mm. McCaffrey with the calf, it's a calf strain. It's not so bad that he's been, you know, that he was unable to finish the game. He came in on, on a couple of late third down conversions when they were suffocating that game on that last drive. And Eli Mitchell sure looked good when he didn't run out of bounds right. on that. Right. And I'm not faulting him for that. No, that, it was a tough one to stay in bounds. It would have ended yes, the game if he had. It but, would yeah. have, but he sure looked explosive on that play, so I'm not really concerned about either one. Right. Plus, if he had stayed in bounds, we never would have gotten that treat of watching Dash get Ezekiel Elliott completely trucked oh on a God. play that was never going to do anything. So we got that out of this. So thank you, Eli. Appreciate that. Of all the final plays of a season, and we thought last year's final play for Dallas when Dak slides and he put the ball where he thought it should go and the ball gets readjusted and the clock runs out, you thought that was embarrassing? Oh, my gosh. You thought that was an embarrassing way to end it? <laughs> this year said to, the, to last year, hold my beer. Yeah. The other one, though, Eagles side of the ball. We've had uh, two gentlemen come on today on the uh, Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Um, Elliot Shore Parks brought up Jalen Hurts' shoulder, which I think a lot of people, once he looked good last week, went, okay, this is now a non-issue. And I think it largely is, but I also don't want to undersell a quarterback's throwing shoulder. We know this better than anyone. We know that they didn't talk a lot about Jimmy's shoulder during the week, but once the season was over, they're like, yeah, dude, we can't even believe he threw. I wonder what Jalen Hurts is going through, and I wonder if it's one hit away from becoming an issue in this game. Ask Chiefs fans if a game can suddenly turn uh, based on that guy going out of the game. And then Mike Silver talked about A.J. Brown being limited and hurt and that being an advantage for the 49ers. So we're talking about top-of-the-heap huge names right now uh, even though we mostly are like, oh, yeah, they're pretty healthy going into this one. I think relatively they are, but McCaffrey, Mitchell, A.J. Brown, and Jalen Hurts being the names that we're bringing up in terms of nagging injuries, it's pretty freaking significant to this game. Yeah, and you would probably rank it uh, Hurts' most important one, followed by McCaffrey, McCaffrey. then Maybe Mitchell, then Brown. Brown. Yeah. AJ Brown. It depends on WR1. Yes, WR1, but uh, you talk about, you know, Mitchell. If McCaffrey can't go, you need Mitchell. And if Mitchell can't go, what, you're going to go into the NFC Championship game with Jordan Mason? No disrespect, but there'd be a lot of Debo Samuel in the backfield. Jalen Hurts uh, was asked about his lingering shoulder injury, and he said after the game, it felt better. But it doesn't matter. I've got to get it done, which tells me that it's still an issue for Jalen Hurts. And we know that nobody's 100% this time of year. One of my favorite cliches in football. But Jalen Hurts looked good enough to be able to play through it. Barring a big hit, hint, hint, Mm. Dre Greenlaw, it's kind of what you do. Maybe if you can get your hands on that shoulder. And actually, Larry Kruger was talking about the hit on Tony Pollard. And uh, Larry said that it was a dirty hit. When he, yeah, I don't he tackled, I, he I, twisted, I, and he fell on his leg. I saw people say that. I just think that that's really 
brushing aside what it's like at full speed to make tackles. I agree with you, and I kind of defended your position. Yeah, you can't sit there and go, I'm taking down Tony Pollard, and now now that I'm here, let me plan how all of us land. This isn't ballet. Yeah. Like, my God. You, you, you're chasing somebody at full speed. He's an elite athlete. You get there, you're trying to take him on the ground. The idea that he twisted to fall on the leg on purpose is, quite frankly, absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. It's tough to do at full speed. And uh, I don't know if when you're tackling someone from behind, you're thinking, all right, if I can twist him and then dive and f- get my full body well, weight I- on his leg, <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can snap that fibula. And these are massive people. This is why I've hated that uh, roughing the passer stuff about, oh, he fell on him. Yeah, body well, weight. Right. Where are we, what am I doing? I'm running full speed and I run into him. Where would you like me to fall? There's nowhere else my body can go. So, anyway, Mike in San Francisco. Steiny and Gould be here in just a sec. Hey, Mike, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? Mike? Mikey. Yep, that's it. Uh, that's it. But we did get Doc Pandia to join the YouTube chat. Nice. Hey, Doc. What's going on? Oh, he's in there. Did someone say did fibula? Did someone say fibula? Yeah, I hope that's actually <laughs> the real. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 